Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. <laughs> this list is absolutely nuts by the way. Wimbledon Power Rankings. This is our final Wimbledon Power Rankings that we did. Before anyone gets crazy because on the AZP video people are like, what are you doing? What are these rankings? The rankings that first show up on screen are not the final US Open Power Rankings. Those US Open Power Rankings we're going to work through in this video and by the end we'll have our US Open Power Rankings. So if you're really impatient then scroll towards the end but I think you'll be pleased with the video if you watch along. So before we get into it, though, remember to that like button. Do subscribe if you're new and do leave a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform. Okay, so you can see here, this was our Wimbledon power rankings uh, before the start of the tournament. And I mean, it's pretty crazy because it's going to look very, very different uh, as we do our US Open one. Now, I think we can just get, should we just get rid of all of this? I think we can. They're just outside, to be honest with you. I, I mean... Maybe we can leave a couple of people here. I mean, maybe Zhang Shen Wen might still be there, to be honest with you. She's had she's looked pretty good as well. Uh, but yeah, we'll start working through it. Okay, before we do get into it, though, I want to make a couple of notes. Because some people, as well, have been saying in the comment section for the ATP one, like, what is this? Is what is what are these rankings? Like, how you how do you have this person above this person? These power rankings are solely based upon form. Well, actually, you know what? That's a bit of a lie. It's not solely based upon form, but that is the major, that is the biggest factor of them all, is form. That's the factor that I'm looking for the most out of everything. So the biggest factor is current form, uh, tournaments they've played recently, especially in the US Open series, of course. And then we take into account as two factors that aren't quite as important, but we do still factor them in to some degree is prior results at the slam. So US Open in this instance, and then also looking at their form this year on the whole, right? So just bear that in mind when watching this. This is more a form guide. So of the top 10 most informed players going into US Open, if you want to know my predictions for the US Open and you want my preview and my thoughts and analysis on specific players, we have two separate types of videos coming out this week that you can look look to. Uh, one is contender profiles, uh, which will be player-specific, and then one that is also the draw preview and prediction video, which is where I go through my bracket and I go through each and every match. Uh, that will probably be out tomorrow late, uh, Thursday of UK time. Um, or early Friday morning, depending on when the draw comes out, uh, which is on their website, which is very, very strange. Okay, let's get into the power rankings then. So it's a bit of an interesting one because on the ATP side, I felt it was very easy with one and two. You had Djokovic Alcaraz, but on the women's side, it's not actually as straightforward as that. The two Masters 1000 tournaments were split in terms of winners between Jessica Pagula in Montreal and Coco Goff in Cincinnati. We also had some pretty good results and uh, you know I guess runs from certain players uh, for example Mukova played some really good tennis she made the final of Cincinnati Sabalenka again you know she's making runs in tournaments but hasn't been able to win a tournament uh, in a few months now uh, Ons Jabir you know she had a little bit of a comeback which is nice to see she's obviously the um well, she's a finalist from last year. And then Sviontek, who's the reigning champion, uh, she had some solid results uh, in Canada semi-final, Cincinnati semi-final, lost to two Americans. So, so you know what? She's also up there. She's up there, right? And we're going to have to discuss 
whether she deserves to be at number one. And I think she might be, and I'll tell you why. So if we look at the other players, the players that we're probably going to have in contention for that number one spot. You talk about Rabakina, so semi-finals of Canada, lost to Samsonova. Cincinnati, she lost in the round of 16. She was injured, to be fair. I had to factor that in a little bit. Jabir, quarterfinal in Cincinnati, lost to Sabalenka. Uh, she didn't play Montreal. Sabalenka in Montreal made a round of 16, lost to Samsonova. Shouldn't have lost that one. And then semi-finals of Cincinnati lost to Mukova, who she clearly has a, an issue with playing because she lost her in a thriller, of course, at Roland Garros. And then we'll talk about Mukova as well. She made the final of Cincinnati round of 16 in Canada, but she lost to Svantec. And I do think, and this is another factor, which is more of a kind of hidden clause factor, is we need to look into... Not only, okay, these are results that these players have achieved, but who they've beaten as well. Because I think that's quite important. Because if they've beaten players who they expected to beat and there aren't any big wins there and they've made a semi-final, that's not as impressive to me as someone who, say, made a quarter-final or round of 16, but and they've actually beaten some really good players and the person they've lost to has gone on to win it, for example. So there's going to be a little bit of, calculating going on. But I think number one, I mean, Shriontek semifinals in Canada lost to Pagula. She beat Pliskova, Mukova, Collins. Lost to Pagula in three sets, 6-4 in the four, in the third, sorry, even. Then beat Collins, Zhengshin, Wen in three sets. Zhengshin, Wen played some really good tennis. Wondrusova, again, like, very, very solid player. Uh, just won Wimbledon as well. Uh, she's in good form, and then also beat, sorry, lost to Coco Goff in the semifinals, again, 6-4 in the third. Uh, Wondrous was an interesting one, we may as well discuss her. Round of 16 in Canada, quarterfinals in Cincinnati. Round of 16 in Canada, she'd beaten Sharif Wozniacki, lost to Coco Goff, 6-3-6 love, pretty comprehensive. Cincinnati, Sinyakova win, Potapova, Sloane Stevens, who's been in some decent form as well, um, and then obviously lost to Sviontek. Uh, Sloane Stevens is a bit of a sleeper for me uh, because she is playing Marianne Draver, by the way, in Cleveland this week, which is going to be a great match. But uh, she beat Cochiretto and Garcia in Cincinnati. Garcia was the reigning champion, although she's been in, let's say, some pretty up-and-down form. Uh, beat Kalanina and then lost to Rabakina in Canada in the round of 16. City Open... Round of 16, round of 32, sorry, even lost in the first round. So some solid victories, but nothing to really kind of shout about. And if we talk about the two winners of the Masters 1000 tournaments, Goff made the quarterfinals in Canada and lost to Pagula. In the City Open, she made the final and won the final. So she won the final against Zachary. Then in Canada, made the quarterfinals, Cincinnati won. So she's won a lot of events. She's going to be up there, right? I mean, she has to be up there, I think. Uh, Maria Sakkari, talking of her, uh, she hasn't had the best time of it this year. She's been very up and down as well. Sakkari, uh, round of 16, Cincinnati lost to Mukova. She also has had issues with Mukova as well. Collins lost her in the first round in Canada. City Open, of course, made the final there. Pagula, Cincinnati, round of 16, lost to Buzkova. But I think there's a bit of a hangover, to be fair to her, from the Canada win. 
uh, where she had some really good wins there. City Open lost in the semi-finals to Zachary. This is going to be tough, isn't it? This is going to be really tough. I kind of, I think I know who my number one is going to be. After that, there's some really good results here from a lot of players. City Open for Daniel Collins, by the way, lost first round, quarterfinals of Canada. Very close to beating Shvante, by the way. She beat Bouchard, Bektas, Svitolina, Zachary, Collins, uh, sorry, Fernandez, and then lost to uh, lost Shvante in Cincinnati after beating Pablo Jenko, where she got destroyed by Shvante 6 1, 6 love. I mean, it wasn't even close, to be fair. Um, after a really impressive. In a performance against her the week before, so it's a bit strange. Uh, look, I mean, Shvantec is going to be number one, uh, and I'll tell you why because she's made two straight semi finals in Cincinnati and in Canada. In Poland, she also won. It was a hard court tournament, I guess you could say it wasn't as high a level as the City Open, to be fair, but it's still a win, I guess, and it just shows that she's still managing to beat players. And the players that she did beat in Canada, Pishko and Mukova Collins, already good, lost to Pagula. She went on to win it. Then she beat Collins, Zheng, Xinwen, Von Drusova, again, really good opponents. Then lost to Coco Goff, who went on to win it. So she lost the two eventual winners. Like, fine. Uh, so Shviontek, number one for me. Number two is where it gets interesting, because I think there's really two players in contention. And again, you have to bear in mind, these are form rankings. Mainly based on form. Sviantek, we've said at number one. Number two. This is where it gets interesting because I think it has to be between Goff and Pagula, and I'll tell you why. Goff won the City Open, right, beating Baptiste, Bencic, Samsonova, and Zachary. That's a pretty good run. Canada quarterfinals, beat Katie Bolter, beat Von Drusova. Lost to Pagula in three sets. Lost 7-5 in that final set. Very, very close. Pagula went on to win it, of course. Then Cincinnati beat Sharif, Noskova, Paulini. Okay, not the best opponents. But then beat Sviontek, which is a massive win. Her first win in eight matches played between the two, if I'm not mistaken. And beat Mukova, who was playing some really good tennis. So, Okay. Then you got Pagula, semi-finals of the City Open, beat Stern, Svitolina, lost to Zachary. Canada won it, beating Potenseva, Paolini, Goff, Sviantec, Samsonova, Cincinnati, Trevisan, Pagula, lost to Buzkova. Okay, I think we're going to go Coco Goff at number two. Uh, she's been in great form, and that's what these rankings are all about. Her forehand... Looks to have been somewhat fixed. I think the addition of Brad Gilbert's clearly been a real positive influence as well in the camp. So real positive vibes coming from there. For number three, I think we've got to put... I think we've got to put Pagula there, don't we, really? I think we have to be fair. She's just won Montreal, semi-finals of City Open. Since that, I'm not going to read into that too much. So we'll go Pagula. Then number four and five is where it gets, starts to get interesting. Now, I think we have to start looking towards your Abakanas, your Jabers, your Sabalenkas. Um, I don't think Jabir is going to be there. Sabalenka, even Mukova as well, since the Natty final Canada round of 16. Lost to Sviontek. Poland Open, she lost round of 16, though, to be fair. Rabakana, Canadian Open semi-final. 
Cincinnati had to retire. I'm more erring on going and leaning towards Rabakina, mainly just because, again, this is not on who I think is going to have the best chance at the tournament. She might still be injured going into the US Open or have a niggle. But given that she was injured against Paolini and she'd won the first set and she just beat Ostapenko in the first one, which is a tough match, by the way, beating Brady Stevens, Kasakina in a really tight match, by the way, and then losing to Samsonova in the semifinals, lost the, won the first set there and she had some really long matches, really long matches in Canada. I think we have to go for Rabakina because uh, the level, I think, has been good from Rabakina when she's been playing, when she's been fit, that is. Uh, so Rabakina at four for me. Uh, and also, we have to start looking at Samsonova because she lost the first round of Cincinnati, but she made the final of Canada. City Open, City Open sorry, even semi-final. Uh, so she's going to be there or thereabouts, I think. Uh, we'll talk about her in a second. But she's a very, very solid player. And I, I'm glad that she's had a bit of a breakthrough uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, she's a very good player. Okay, if we then look at Sabalenka. I think this is where we then start to cater in the results from this year a little bit and also from last year and how they've looked last year like Sabalenka the semi-finals of the US Open last year she should have beaten Shvontek in my opinion in the semi-finals she was up a break in the deciding set uh, deep into that deciding set as well uh, also she's won the Australian Open this year um, although the early indicators are that the court's going to be slower than last year it's still going to be fast or medium to fast if that makes sense in terms of speed last I think was unusually fast uh, for the US Open, that is. But it will be slower than the Australian Open, but still relatively quick. Sabalenka's been very, very solid this year. Uh, she won the Australian Open, which is a breakthrough, but then she's made a lot of semifinals, uh, some quarterfinals as well. And I have a feeling that she's going to be solid again. Now, does that mean that she goes on to win it? I don't know. We'll see what the draw brings up. But... Cincinnati semi-finals, again, lost to Mukova in three, but she beat Jabur, Kasakina, and Lee on the way to losing to um, Mukova. And the Canadian Open lost to Samsonova, who went on to make the final. So there's no real shame in that. So I think we can put Sabalenka at five. Right, this is where it starts to get interesting because from six downwards, it's kind of a who's who. Um, I was looking at Kasakina just now, and you know she's had some solid results. Round of sixteen, uh, lost to Delina, quarterfinal in Canada, lost to Rubakina, Cincinnati round of sixteen. So she's kind of solidly there, and there lost to Sabalenka, fine. Uh, Madison Keys, one quarterfinal in the City Open, she's probably going to be just outside. Zheng should win round of 16 Cincinnati, lost to Sviontek. Canada lost to Samsonova, City Open, lost to Madison Keys. Uh, Samsonova, City Open, semi-final, Canadian Open. She made the final. She, she beat Rabakina, Bencic, Sabalenka, Zheng, Sinyakova. I mean, I think she's got to be at six for me. I think she's got to be at six for me. I think I'd be crazy not to put her at, like at least in my top 10. And then if you look at these results and who she's beaten, she's playing some good tennis. We've got to reward that, surely. 
Okay, who else? Who else? So Von Drusevers also had a pretty solid run the last two Masters 1000 tournaments. Beat Sharif and Wozniacki. Lost to Goff in the round of 16 in Canada. Quarterfinals of Cincinnati. Beat Shinya Koba, Potapova, Stevens. Lost to Sriantek. I mean, the people she's beating, though, are not the highest of level, it has to be said. Um, so I wonder whether we need to put her in there yet. If I look at Mukova, she beat Sabalenka, Buzkova, Zachary, Haddad Meyer, by the way, who very dangerous. That was a great win, I thought, in three sets. It was a really, really good match. And I think Mukova, Canada, beat Potapova, Castella, lost to Sviontek in three sets. That was the match where it was raining on and off, and last set was 6-4, very, very close. I'm going to go for Mukova at 7. I think Mukova at 7 is a solid, solid choice. Now, we had Kasatkina at 8 at Wimbledon rankings, and I think she might actually be okay to to, to slip in there. Um, let's see. I mean, round of 16, Cincinnati, Gracheva, Stearns beat both of them, and that's not great wins. Mertens, Blinkova, Buzkova, quarterfinal in Canada. Lost to Rebecca on a deciding set 10-8. That's unlucky. Round of 16 City Open. Lost to Svitolina. I think we'll put Jabera 8. She only, she's only played one tournament, which was... Which was the Cincinnati Masters. She beat Kalanina and Vekic. Although there's a walk over there. I lost to Sablenka. But also, I think this is where we take into account the more minor factors. She made the final last year. She is just coming off the Wimbledon like final loss, and she's clearly really hungry for it. I think she's going to be there or thereabouts, at least making a run. Although it really does depend on the draw, in all honesty. Uh, but number nine, Kasakina, I think that's pretty fair. And then I think we've got to put Von Drusiver in there. Um, I think we've got to put Von Drusiver in there, I think, to be honest with you, because she, she'll come well at the end, but quarterfinal in Cincinnati, and Round of 16 in Canada. And the two two people she lost to, Coco Goff and Shriontek. I mean, Coco Goff has won, won one of the tournaments and Shriontek, you know, semi-finals in both. So no real shame in that, in honesty. Um, in terms of the people just outside, and there's a few. I mean, Zheng Shinwen will keep her in just outside. She showed a real flash against Shriontek in that opening set in the Cincinnati Masters in the round of 16, and she ended up losing 3-6-6-1-6-1. That first hit, yes, she wanted to play great level, but Zheng did. Now, she dropped her level in the second and third sets, so she took over. I think she couldn't really handle her, but she's had some close matches with the world number one in the past, and you almost feel like if she gets a win over someone like a Shriontek, that will be a real, real trampoline moment for her career. And it'll really catapult her Uh into kind of a rich vein of form. And I just feel like she's missing that marquee victory at the moment, that real marquee victory. Canada, she lost to Samson Avo, who went on to make the final, beat Kostuk in the first round, who was playing some good tennis at the time. City Open lost to Madison Keys, no real shame in that. Uh, Madison Keys, I think she's got a lot of power. I think she was, someone was saying the other day, I think it was Jessica Pagula was saying that Madison Keys has been like recorded as having the biggest forehand on tour, which I'm a little bit surprised by. I thought it would have been someone like Sabalenka, but 
Uh, clearly, she's been playing. Yeah, she's been crunching the ball in honesty, which is yeah, pretty cool to hear. Um, had had Mayer round of six. I mean, lost in the first round to Mukova in Cincinnati. Kind of open loss in the second round to Fernandez. I think Zachary's got to be there. Um, City Open final. She beat Fernandez, Keys, Pagula, all good wins. Canada Open, yes, she lost to Collins in the first round, but then round of 16 in Cincinnati, so she can be just outside, I think it's probably fair. And then if we put... What did Daniel Collins do? Cincinnati, second round. Canada Open, quarterfinals. City Open, round of 32. Yeah, Collins is just outside for me as well. Madison Keys, quarterfinal City Open, beat Jen Brady and Zhang Shin Wen. Canadian Open, walkover, she was injured, but beat Venus Williams in the first round. First round loss to Cincinnati. I mean, she can put it just outside as well. Keys. And Haddad Mayer. I mean, no, I don't think she should be there. Let's check out some of the players that I have interest in as well that I think should be doing pretty well, but maybe haven't been doing as well they should have been doing. Ayla Fernandez. Okay, so, wow, in Cleveland, she's cleaning up at the moment, but quarterfinals there. Qualifiers lost in the first round of Cincinnati. Qualifiers. Clean open round of 16. Beat Stearns, had a mayor, lost to Collins. City open round of 16. Okay, Grasheva, Bolter, Pera, lost to Zachary. I mean, fine. We can put it just outside. I think that's fine. So one ones to watch, I guess. Uh, someone that I thought would have had a really good go of it, by the way, is Bianca Andrescu because I've been pretty optimistic about her chances, uh, but she hasn't really done much, in all honesty. She really hasn't. And it's been a little bit disappointing to see because uh, she withdrew from Cincinnati, which is fine. Uh, but cast doubts on her US Open participation. A loss in the first round to Camilla Giorgi in Canada. City Open lost the first round to Kostyuk. So I think she's been struggling with back issues. And if she has, that's always really difficult to deal with, in honesty. Um, Camilla Giorgi, by the way, as well. Qualified Cincinnati lost. Canada Open lost to Kvitova. Poland Open, nothing there. Just trying to see whether there's anyone that I've missed. I'm sure I have. Yeah, I mean, Kavita around a 16, uh, you know, beat Georgie, lost to Benchich. Benchich has had some decent moments in the last few months and weeks. Quarterfinal City Open, quarterfinal in Canada, beat Alicia Parks and Kavitova. Cincinnati lost the first one to Buxa, which is a random loss, but yeah, she can be just outside as well, I think. Well, that's pretty fair. She's probably actually very close to making her way into the top 10. Right, that's my list. I think I'm pretty happy with that. Let me know in the comment section below what you have picked as your power rankings now. Try and use the same rules that I have used rather than saying, I think this person's going to win, so they're number one. Uh, but yeah, in terms of my US Open power rankings, final power rankings going into the last Grand Slam of the year. I've got Sviontek at one, Coco Goff at two, Winner of Cincinnati. Number three, Pagula. Winner of Montreal. Number four, Rabakina. Number five, Sabalenka. Number six, Samsonova. Number seven, Mukova. 
number eight, Jabir, number nine, Kasakina, and number 10, Vondrusova. Just outside of players, I think maybe a little bit unfortunate, some of them to miss out, but also, you know, I think they've been in solid form, honorable mentions, Zheng Xinwen, uh, Zachary, Collins, Madison Keys, Fernandez, Leila Fernandez, that is, and Belinda Bencic. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to that like button. Do subscribe if you're new and do leave a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform. We will see you very, very soon.